All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Balling Podcast. One of your co-hosts here, Jackson. Only with one other one other co-host, Sean. What's up? Hello. I when you said one other, half the people were probably thinking like, "Oh, I hope it's Nick," and they're <laughs> they're going to be thoroughly disappointed. And yeah. Another half of the people is like, "Thank God it's not Nick." <laughs> so no, Nick. Today's he had one hell of a Valentine's Day. I don't think he's anywhere ready for tonight's pod. He's, um, he's still trying to still trying to rehydrate from Valentine's Day. <laughs> so we'll be joined by Nick on Wednesday. Thir- yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, it'll, it'll probably come out Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So Pebble Beach this week, probably a short podcast. Oh, Sean, I forgot to tell you, I have questions as well from wow. uh, from viewers. Unless I deleted it, we haven't oh. we haven't had questions in a while. Fuck, I deleted it. Oh, whatever. All right, I have a screenshot. So Daniel Berger got the job done, fourth win. Um, quick fact for you, Sean. Daniel Berger in his last eighteen events. How many of them do you think were top 10? Uh, I'm going to guess six. Nine. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been playing some real good golf recently. He's been playing some incredible golf, especially right when Corona kind of hit last year. I remember I wanted him to be my master's pick uh, last year, but obviously that, that didn't work out because he didn't play in it. But... Nine out of 18 top tens is very impressive. He's had one hell of a year. Is he a stone cold killer or is he just kind of here, here for a little bit? Uh, I don't, I don't think I'd call him a stone cold killer. I mean, he only has, he only has four wins like in his career. Two are relatively recent, but I mean, I guess the way he did win was pretty impressive. Very impressive Sunday from him. Super impressive back nine. 65. He shot 65. Who? That was a very low-key 65, if you ask yeah. me. Two eagles on Sunday. Eagle to 18th. Like, back nine, 32. Just really impressive. But yeah. I, definitely definitely not a stone-cold killer. Even, even Maverick was like, what? Did you see Maverick's face when... Uh, was it, it was Maverick, right, who came in? Who's gonna go in the playoff? Yeah. Uh when when uh when DB nailed that putt, his face was just like it was open. You guys can see us on the golf ball YouTube channel if you want to see my face, but uh basically it was just shell shocked at that one. Yeah, I, I feel like Maverick was probably just upset because this is essentially his home course and he blew it. Yeah. Uh, I mean Maverick didn't blow it at all. He he shot a back nine thirty one on Sunday. In route to his 66, like super impressive week for him. Lowest finish on tour uh, so far in his career. Yeah, very young guy. Uh, we've we've talked we talked about him quite a bit last year actually. I, I don't recall. Really? No. Oh, maybe but, it was uh, maybe it was jock market. He he was always a he was always a reliable jock market pick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I miss when like Maverick was still grinding on the mini tours. Because people on like his dad has a ton of money, and oh. oh, his dad's like a billionaire, and people on Twitter would just be like, "Oh, your dad funds your career," and he would always be there. Like he's like, "No, he doesn't." Like <laughs> his dad told him if he wanted to play professional golf, like 
he had the choice between playing professional golf or like running his dad's company and he chose professional <laughs> golf and his dad told him like i'm not funding you if you do that and everyone uh, was still like oh daddy's money uh, that's a that's pretty that's a pretty sweet little gig he's got going on he can't uh he's not like nick out there one of our questions was was doug cuff asking when nick's gonna turn pro for those of you who don't know nick's currently in florida trying to pursue that uh, but it, it's i mean maverick and nick's situation they're very different if maverick doesn't succeed in professional golf he has a company he can run uh i don't so, think that maverick and nick's situations could be more different that's what i'm saying it's i know it's, he's like, got a pretty you're like, you're like he's got a pretty different. sweet gig like he's got a pretty sweet different. gig <laughs> but maverick was also like one of the best like uh, pro- for sure a top five player to, in stanford history like super impressive amateur resume like there was no doubt he was going to be good nick didn't even play college golf. So, <laughs> these aren't comparable. <laughs> total, total opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, I have one last point about Berger. Actually, uh, his caddy lining up his putts. It, it was really, really a huge kind of debate on Sunday. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about this whole situation because I've never. That's never really. I've never noticed that. With Daniel Berger, uh, I also, like, I don't have an issue necessarily, but it slows up the play a lot. I I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, his routine just kind of takes forever on the greens. Like, he is a great putter, and there's no denying that. And this was kind of a result of, like, the 2019 rule change. Like, caddies can't line up your putts anymore. Like, once, once the player addresses the ball, the caddy has to be or can't be standing behind him. And the thing about Daniel Berger that this rule change made it take even longer because now his caddy like lines him up, then he has to back off the ball and readdress it, or else yeah. it's a penalty. And I just think that's so stupid. I does it is it like cheating almost, or do you do you have more of an issue with the rule, or maybe like the way it's set up? I mean, I just think it's kind of a dumb rule. Um, I mean, I don't think what he does... I, I don't love what he does. I don't, I don't think it's really in the spirit of the rule. But at the same time, like, you could make, you could make so many arguments on the putting green. Like, a lot of, I saw a lot this weekend following that, trying to say that, like, uh, alignment aids on golf balls shouldn't be allowed, which, that's really dumb, like... Yeah, it's that's a just, take. That's right just there. A, that's just a dumb take. I don't like that. But I mean, as long I was gonna say, as long as it's not slowing up play, I don't have an issue with it. But it does kind of slow up play, so I, I guess I do have a bit of an issue with it. Yeah, I think I think it's just something to kind of monitor right now um, because yeah, I don't really necessarily have a problem. Kind of like you, I don't care that his caddy lines up his putts, um, but the process would see it seemingly takes a long time it's never this has never been an issue though like this isn't a relatively new change i don't know if you can think of any any time this has been an issue but i I don't know if it's because he won and it was like a low kind of supporting cast small field weak field i mean uh but 
I think it was just yeah he was in the lead in a in a pretty weak field like there's a lot more attention on him than usual. Yeah. So but if we want to talk about rules, let's let's talk about Russell Knox. I don't really so, know what happened with Russell Knox. Ah, uh, okay. So on the first hole on Sunday, first of all, he was like three shots back. First yeah, hole on Sunday. That was my like, pick. Wasn't yeah. it? I think that was my pick, yeah. <laughs> so he like goes to address his ball. Like he puts his club down, uh, kind of waggles the club, and then the ball moves like a millimeter. Yeah. And you know what? He did the right thing. He calls the rules official over. I think originally they ruled no penalty, and then they looked back at the video, and then they said penalty. Like, just who cares? It's a millimeter on a four hundred yard hole. Yeah. I so many of the. So many of the rules in golf right now, especially since these 2019 rule changes, are about intent. Obviously, there was no intent for him to move his ball. Like, that's just ridiculous. I agree. That was one of our questions, actually, from Awood997. If the ball moves when you address it, should it be a penalty? Very, very dumb rule, in my opinion. Yeah, I think... In this situation. Like, he couldn't even get the ball to, like, really stay afterwards either. Like, it just it just seems like such a, such a dumb rule. And I think it's a bad look for the sport as a whole when, like, this is sitting being argued on the telecast. Like, what? I kept seeing tweets like, how are young kids interested in this game? And it's a good point. Like, if I wasn't as into golf as I was and, like, I just happened to be watching this, I'd just be like, this is really fucking dumb that they're arguing over one little millimeter. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I also kept seeing, like, people were using that as a way to almost defend Patrick Reed. They'd be like, oh, if this were Patrick Reed, everyone would be going crazy, like, saying that he's the worst person ever. But I think that's where the intent thing comes into play. Like, first of all, this was a very different situation from what Patrick Reed did a couple weeks ago. Like, this... I mean, Patrick Reed was fumbling around with his ball for a long time. He has that history, so his intent is never really clear. It it always seems like he's trying to cheat the rules. Russell Russell Knox doesn't have that history. He called the rules official over right away. He was honest about what happens. And even if it were Patrick Reed, I don't think people would be like, oh, he should have been penalized. Like, it was just just a dumb penalty. Yeah. Yeah. If it was Patrick Reed, he probably would have. And I, I haven't seen the situation, so. But if it was Patrick Reed, he probably would have addressed the ball. The ball moves a little bit. He probably hits the ball, calls the rules official, and is like, "Yeah, as I was addressing it, the ball moved a little bit. I was kind of wondering if you could kind of feel around in the grass, see if you notice any any difference uh, in angles." Well, and the the tour loves to defend Patrick Reed, so there's no way they would have given him a penalty. Oh yeah, definitely not. I mean, he's just he's just a true gentleman. <laughs> it's a gentleman's game, baby. <laughs> um, so that's a whole sitch. How about Jordan Spieth and his, and his bad putting week? Yeah, I mean his his putting wasn't great, especially I I believe it was especially bad on Sunday. Yeah. Or no, it was it was Saturday. It was especially bad. Uh, Sunday was just okay, but. I mean, Jordan Spieth has always been a little streaky with the putter. I think, I think the more encouraging thing is that his driving was, it still wasn't great, but it was a lot better this week. 
Aside, yeah. from, aside from Sunday, it was a little erratic, but aside from that, it was pretty good. And I think that's encouraging for his game as a whole. Once again, his, his iron game was solid. I mean, the guy is just trending in the right direction. Ryan Lipson wants me to ask who gets their first win for first win? Who gets the win first? Ricky Fowler or Jordan Spieth? Jordan Spieth. Okay. That's okay. First of all, Ryan, ridiculous question. <laughs> Jordan Spieth is absolutely trending right now. Ricky Fowler's not. I don't know, Sean. The majors are coming up soon, and that's that's the four weeks Ricky Ricky shows up. I I think Spieth's getting it done at Augusta. I think he's I think he's gonna be peaking at the perfect time for Augusta. It's a great course for him. I think he's gonna overcome his demons and then Spieth is officially back. I, I I have to agree with you. And I, I would I would announce Jordan Spieth as my early winner, but we gotta sell these uh Bryson DeChambeau hoodies. So Well, we might as uh, well just make a Jordan Spieth <laughs> right now. Yeah. I think we will have to because Jordan Spieth is back. And first off, it's hard to win on the PGA Tour. Uh maybe let's take a look at some players who haven't gotten it done recently, like Xander. No, these are bets. I was going to use Xander and Tony as excuses, but haven't both their wins come before Spieth's last? Uh, not Xander, but uh, Tony, yeah. But Xander's was 2019, first week. Wasn't Spieth's last win like 2017? That's what I'm saying. You said said before. Yeah, I meant after. Um, But it's hard to win, and I agree. I think by the Masters, what do we have? The Genesis. Um, there's a whole bunch of tournaments actually before Augusta. But I, I agree. I think week to week he's making significant strides. It's really, really assuring, reassuring that his driver is getting better. And the he's gonna come around. He's gonna come around, and it's gonna happen this year. And I've made several videos this season saying Jordan Spieth is gonna win in 2021. But I'm looking forward to it. I know you are as well. Uh, next up, I want to talk about all Wait, the cool pros of the pro. I, I, I want to quickly quickly talk about one more speed thing. I, I don't know. Did you happen to see the video of him on 14? Um, Sunday? Was, yeah, so on, on 14 on Sunday, he was yeah, like... He's a dumbass. The, the telecast actually did a great job like showing the whole conversation between him and Greller. And yeah. it was so funny like just listening to the conversation like... Spieth, I don't even know what club he was trying to hit. I think he wanted to hit like a gap wedge. And Greller kept saying, like, you need to take more club. Like, wind's just going to knock this down. It's playing 10 to 15 yards long. And Spieth is like, no, no. Like, I got the adrenaline going. And of course, Spieth hits what he wants. He tries to alpha Greller and comes up short. Pretty crucial mistake. I mean, he still had a a slight chance at that point, but that kind of killed him. It's like he does all this hard work to get himself in these positions. And once he's in the position, his mind is just like, think, 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 not just like relax and go play golf. Uh, but you're right. This, this week was a little, or this Sunday, I guess was a little different, um, but still a lot of similarities in, in the last two Sundays with speed. He's got to yeah. figure it out. It almost seems like he, like these last couple weeks, he get, he gets the lead, and it almost seems like the first three rounds, like he has the mindset of like I'm gonna make some birdies, just attack, 
Yeah. Like, that's why he plays well. And then it feels like on Sunday, he's just like, all right, let's not fuck this up. Yeah. I think I think that's that mindset is caused by like the issues at Augusta where he he blew that fucking lead. I think he's he's too focused on preserving the lead rather than just playing good golf. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're saying. I mean, these are just two back to back weeks. So did to be top five this week? Yeah. Tied for third. So back to back top fives. And these are the kind of things you I mean, obviously, like, hopefully lesson, hopefully this dude learns this lesson. Um, but it's just really promising. I love it. I love yeah, it. I just, I think as he continues to get some confidence going, I mean, that mindset, I think, will eventually change. And that's, that's when I think he'll be good to go. Yeah. Like, especially this week was such a good time for speed, even to just get a top five. I mean, it's such a week. This was such a week, Unbelievable how weak of a field it was, and it's got a question about this in the in the DMs. But yeah, I would say question was kind of why why does Pebble have such a weak field every year? And I would I would say well this year was interesting because Saudi was last week, and it's like half the tour played that tournament instead. Uh, but early, I don't know what you would say, Sean. But early, we're you know we're early early in the season. Now would kind of, to me kind of seems like the time where I would go to Europe, where their purse. I mean, what what's Pebble's purse like? Seven something, really small. Like, I would rather go pick up a fat ass check in Europe the first two months of the season than play a tournament like Pebble with such a smaller purse and also a tournament that's you play every single year. There's a major there, even some years. Well, I I think the bigger thing is just like. Pretty much everybody was playing last week between waste management and uh, Europe. And then next week, you've got the Genesis. So, like, it's either you're kind of forced to play at least three weeks in a row or (laughs) take take one of those tournaments off. And the the clear choice, if you're, like, a top player, is to take off Pebble because most years you're forced to play with the amateurs – yeah, I don't. I don't think a lot of guys want to do that. So it, it kind of makes sense that this field's not great. Um, it's we'll have to talk about this soon because this is an issue I see, or this is just an issue that's been in golf. And I know the the boys at No Laying Up love talking about this. What is it? Is it called elevated when they bump up the purse in the field? Like they yeah, turn all these. They turn all these tournaments into elef- elevated or whatever the fuck. I think it's elevated, but like, I just wonder how long it kind of goes on at because pe- it's like, why? A few years ago, why is no one playing Bay Hill? All right, now let's throw in more money. But then, uh, why is no one playing in the uh, Memorial? So then they elevate that, and now it's like half the more than half the golf tournaments out there are elevated which is the way i see it should be but then you have tournament basically what i'm trying to get at is in the coming years with the weakish purses at the beginning time of the season are players going to just like head to europe i mean because you don't really want to be traveling in the in the summer 
like from Europe and back. So now it's kind of like the time to do it. The purses are all so small. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I think you'll see a lot of players either like travel overseas or just kind of either use this as a rest period or just pick and choose events. But when you're talking about like these elevated status tournaments, I think the issue with having too many elevated status tournaments is essentially the tour kind of builds like most players schedules for them. Cause like now they're just specific tournaments that everyone feels like they have to play. So then you get, you get weeks where it's not an elevated tournament and all the, all the top guys are just like, Oh, guess it's a break week. Unless they really like the course, they're just taking the same tournaments off every year. So I, I've always thought it was cool listening to PGA tour players talk about like how they build their tournament. Like, Oh, I feel like this course fits well. This yeah. course doesn't, so that's why I play there versus not. But I feel like these elevated status tournaments kind of take away that aspect a little bit. It's a fair point. This kind of brings us into my last topic I have for the Pebble, the Pro-Am. Because I have a lot of issues with the Pro-Am. We kind of talked about this a little on Friday, if I remember. Like, Macklemore is kind of like the big guy at the PGA Tour. And I love Macklemore because... He's a fan of golf balling, but yeah, he's just the greatest musical artist of all time. But some of the outside of Macklemore, some of the ams, and it's every year at the pro am. It's like Larry Fitzgerald, like bro. Yeah, it's that's like cool. It's it's cool, but it's like, why are these guys golfing on Sunday? Like, what? Just do they need to be golfing on Sunday? Why can't they finish on Friday or Saturday even and just have all the pros be ready to go on Sunday? It's just Sunday is focused solely on the pros. I thought we established last week. I didn't even look this up. I I totally forgot. But I thought we established that the pro am ends on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, does it? Yeah. Shows how often I watch the uh, watch the AT and T. Other than this here, it's it's ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, I, I I gave my takes on that. I think it's just, I think it's stupid. It's a it's a total dis- distraction for the players, and yeah, they they don't even really give a shit about the pro am. There's no way they do. So I would see. Like, I just I just feel like if you're not going to have a better field of ams, like it's not even exactly, worth it at some point. Exactly, exactly. They're stuck in the middle. Like either have loaded celebrities or no none at all i i would imagine it's probably pretty cool if you're like a spectator you're working the event and you're like holy shit that's larry fitzgerald but yeah for for the viewers it's just they don't they're just stuck in the middle they either like don't stress it enough because of obvious reasons or they just don't do enough and then it's like well why is it even a thing so i i feel like for the viewers they're like two or three people that you're actually excited to see and then yeah. other than that you're just kind of like i don't i don't really give a shit like i don't need to watch layer the cable guy play golf i, I just don't like exactly. he's, he's he's okay he's sort of funny sometimes but he fucking sucks yeah so we'll end it on these three questions here um I sent out on the golf ball and channel. I usually send out questions you guys can ask, or I have to start doing it again. Uh, yeah, but they're it's been, usually, a, while since, it's been yeah. a while since we've asked for listener questions. I totally forgot. And it's just so genius. Cause it's like, why would we not? I got to think of a name for it, but this next question comes from grump 
Grump Reek. Ricky Fowler? Question mark? Go. Uh, I, I don't even know where to go with that. Um, was it Friday? He was wearing that like all blue outfit. I think, I think so. It, I think it was. I saw I saw a uh, tweet of him wearing like an all all blue outfit and not in an all orange outfit, and it was like a picture of that side by side with Dumb and Dumber when they're wearing like the blue and orange. Oh tuxes. yeah, <laughs> and that just made me laugh. So. <laughs> Love, love where Ricky Fowler's at these days. Uh, mustache is beautiful. It's a good look for, for Ricky. <laughs> and that's about all we have to say about Ricky, because uh, there's not much golf to talk about for Ricky. Uh, next up, this actually this is from our editor Jake, editor Dom. Think Tiger will win another major? I I feel like this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but no, I don't. I I just don't know how many years Tiger has left in him. Uh, I don't know how his health's going to hold up. And I just feel like, I mean, people are just getting better and better. Like, it, it's going to be tough for him. I disagree, but I, I kind of want to. I also just realized that a lot of these questions are better when it's all three of us. So, um but this one's kind of cool. This is our last question. We'll probably wrap up the pod after this, but this is from Glizzy Golf. When the PGA lets full fan attendance, what's the first event you would want to attend? And I kind of want to just imagine, like, say Corona ended right now, full fans, no worries about protocol, nothing like that. So none of the tournaments, we just, no waste, no uh, Saudi, uh, no pebble, yada, yada, yada. Moving on with the rest of the year. I think in your hypothetical where Corona just magically ends, the obvious answer would be, would be hold out till the masters. Um, in a, in a hypothetical where Corona takes a bit longer, I think, I think you hold out till the Ryder cup. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. I actually don't really know where I would go with, um, but I always have a fun time at the BMW. However, I would say I kind of want to bump it up a little bit and I kind of want to go to the finale. Every time I think of the BMW, I just I just think of you and I going there together when we were like 16, I guess. It was probably like right after I got my or within right a year after 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 I got my license. <laughs> yeah. And like I really just wanted I was Billy Horschel was my favorite golfer at the time. I was wearing an RLX Billy Horschel shirt like <laughs> we saw him. I just wanted to capture his attention and didn't do it. That's <laughs> actually so. What would we do? We, uh, wouldn't we like go for knuckles and high fives and then cross them out? In the... <laughs> yeah, we, we had like lists of everybody that gave us a high five or knuckles. I actually wonder, I kind of wonder if that's still like saved in my notes app somewhere. I think I have that because I that doc that pamphlet or whatever of all the golfers i think i that's how i would just sharpie like a circle on it um but i remember ah, fuck i can't remember that course that much but it was relatively early rory's uh rory's feel or his audience was there were so many people obviously it's rory McElroy, and i remember both of us giving him a knuckle and he didn't do anything and i was just like wow like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's just yeah. 
that's that's my only thoughts were just wow can't believe it oh i it it doesn't look like i have that oh wait yes i do i have the list oh who we, we got so we did end up getting knuckles from billy horschel uh nice all right we got steven bowditch Danny <laughs> Lee, hey gary wood gary woodland <laughs> brooks Kepka, holy fuck matt jones nice. uh, phil mickelson wow jason day <laughs> harris english justin thomas and jb holmes that is an impressive ass list i don't remember it being that impressive i was i was thinking i was thinking it would be more like bowditch jones and then like the special finale would be horschel not brooks phil i remembered it i remembered it being a pretty special list like i i don't remember phil i don't remember Uh, phil at all but uh, i wrote it down so i know it happened that's that's absolutely wild. Yeah, I don't know why we like all we wanted from these people was knuckles. <laughs> we would just like follow people around and just try and get in position for knuckles. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly. I I actually remember like there were certain spots where we wouldn't even like go stand by a hole. We would just go stand like where the players would walk between holes. Yes. And just stand there <laughs> holding our arms out. Well, that's where you got to do it. That's where you got to do it. Yeah, we were more concerned at the time. Uh, we were more concerned with touching players than actually watching them play golf. <laughs> uh, we'll have to when when they let fans back in. We'll have to reboot that series and and document it. How many knuckles I, we can? Yeah, I think I think that should be a YouTube video we make. Just how many knuckles can we get at a PGA Tour yeah, event? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think we should like throw in a quick one liner for if they do or don't as well. Yeah, and then I, w- I want to start heckling players. I, yeah. I love uh, I love brilliantly dumb's heckles on the court. Yeah, man, we got to get out to a to a tournament. Yeah, I, I, haven't, really... been, I haven't been to a tournament <laughs> since then, and that was that was September of 2015. Fuck, dude, that had to be mine then too. Yeah, September 20th. Wow. Real quick, fun fact to all the listeners out there. One of you, one of the hosts here talking, uh, he actually saw Martin Keimer win the U.S. Open over at Pinehurst. So. Did I? No, it was me. I know, obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yes. been to Pinehurst. Do you think I just blocked out that memory and was like, oh, it must have been me? You've never been to Pinehurst? No, I haven't been to wow. Pinehurst. I honestly wouldn't even know what life is like if I'd never been to Pinehurst. Uh, it's not as if you've played Pinehurst. Oof. 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 I've watched Barstool videos where they've played Pinehurst. Do you want me to bring up other courses you haven't been to? And just be like, oh, you haven't been to TPC Scottsdale? You haven't been to Sweeten's Cove? I've, I've played Scottsdale on a couple of games before. Yeah, oh, I know. It's, it's not the same, trust me. <laughs> I, I get the gist every year at the Waste Management, but there's no tournament for Sweeten's Cove, so I guess you'll get me there. Uh, we'll call it we'll call it tied for now. I'll say. Sure. Because actually, but I was the one who saw Martin Keimer win a U.S. Open, and I there that is gonna go down into the record books. But we'll I'll I'll be yeah, the bigger man. It's it's Martin Keimer though. But isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, not the best, not the best winner to see. <laughs> if, you, if you saw Tiger win, maybe. 
Martin Timer. Fuck I don't know, man. It's pretty cool. I think it was, what year did he win it? Was it 14? 14 or 12. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for today. So you were there and you don't even remember the, the year. I do not. What an, what an no. embarrassment. I definitely do not remember the year. Well, that was my first ever golf tournament. So it's kind of a, a big one to, to hit. Yeah, that's that, your first uh, that that BM, that BMW was actually the first and only like PGA Tour event I've gone to. Wow. I did go to did go to the Western Am with Nick and that was that was sick. But they were like you could just walk with the players like there were no ropes and oh, like, that is, yeah, Tony cool. Romo was playing. Oh shit, that's pretty cool. Like loaded amateur field, it was sick. Yeah, it does sound pretty. Cool. It was also actually fun fact, it was also the day I got my cast off. Uh, summer after senior year of high school, and I, <laughs> I had just horrible tan lines on my arms because, like, obviously I caddied at the time. It was like yeah. my fingers and the rest of my arm were like dark, dark as hell, and then just my whole forearm is super pale. Like, right after I got that cast off, somebody asked me if I had a disease. <laughs> Jeez, it's pretty up. Yeah, so fun memories there. All right. Well, we will be back Wednesday night, Thursday release. Uh, I got to go eat some pizza. So that's all I got. Yeah. So make sure to uh, leave us a review and uh, follow us on Instagram. And yeah, cheers. Cheers.